Hey, y'all. This is Marco. Uh, thanks for, for picking up this um, audiobook. I want to give you a heads up that the uh, audio is computer generated. And I am aware of the uh, irony or even disconnect of a book about relationships that's uh, computer generated. It is kind of funny, I will admit it. Um, at the same time, uh, this book is being incrementally published. It's part of our strategy here. And so it just is how it is, at least until we get to, uh, we, until we get the book to the publisher. So in the meantime, I hope you will uh, forgive me. <laughs> um, it's a pretty good uh, it's a pretty pretty good computer reader, and, and I hope that uh, you'll enjoy it or at least tolerate it. Bye bye. Relational power: make friends, influence others, and foster connection through the practice of authentic relating. An authentic relating parable. Two monks, an old one and a younger one, had lived together for many years in a cave. In all that time, they had never had a fight or even an argument. They were so poor that all they owned were a few blankets and a single bowl which they shared. One day, the young monk spoke to the old one. My dear brother, we have spent many happy years together, but the time has come for me to go. I want us to separate our belongings and since we only have one bowl, let's break it in two and each take half. The old monk replied. Oh, my precious friend, I am sad to hear this, and I honor your choice. But what's the point of breaking the bowl? Please take it for yourself, I can eat out of my hand. The young monk said. Absolutely not. I don't want anything of yours, and I don't want to give up anything of mine. Let's break the bowl and make a clean separation. The old monk looked at the younger one intently, was silent for a moment, and finally said as you wish, and handed him the bowl. The young monk threw the bowl against the wall with all his strength, shattering it into a thousand pieces, and yelled. Why won't you ever fight with me, asshole? Moral of this story. Practice authentic relating, and save the China. Crowdsourcing notes and current status. Relational power is currently being crowdsourced in terms of the writing, editing, community feedback, and marketing. Also, rather than a traditional book launch, we are publishing new versions incrementally until the point the book is complete and we find a commercial publisher. You are currently reading version 1.21. Crowdsourcing note. When you see a bracketed note in italic in the text such as this, it is for the purpose of soliciting your feedback. Dear reader, asking you a question, or alerting you to a future change in the text or content organization which other readers have suggested. These notices, along with this entire section, will disappear when the book goes to the publisher. Here is some context of the crowdsourcing initiative. Marco is the primary author and project lead. He wrote and published a draft of Part 1 of Relational Power v1.00 in early December 2022 and immediately sent out the crowdsourcing notice to the global authentic relating and circling community. The draft version received a lot of great feedback, as a result of which this edition received a significant rewrite. We are now looking for at least one and maybe two more authors who would write parts two and three, more feedback from the community, along with stories and case studies of personal transformations through the practice. Later, we will need marketing assistance when the book goes to the publisher. Why crowdsourcing? 
Marco is clear that a book about a personal development practice and a global movement for social transformation, as powerful and important as authentic relating and circling, cannot be written by a single person. It needs different perspectives and it needs personal stories. We have an agenda to bring authentic relating and circling more into the mainstream, through a compelling, entertaining and transformational book which can reach a mass audience. What is the relationship between this book and Marco's prior book on circling? Marco's earlier book, The Circling and Authentic Relating Practice Guide, first published in September 2017, became the most popular book on circling within the authentic relating tradition. Relational Power is the sequel and has subsumed all the practical advice in the circling guide which relates to the circling practice. In contrast to the circling guide, the focus here is more on what we call authentic relating on the street, as a powerful tool for personal and social transformation. Perhaps even the, most powerful, open-source, widely available human transformational modality ever invented, or, as per Werner Erhardt, more than a revolution. The beginning of the transformation of the quality of life on this planet. Please join this project by reading this book and then sending your feedback or offers of support to Marco at Marco at MarkBenito.com or contact through Facebook. How do I get updates to the latest version? You can get a free PDF download of the latest version at www.markbenito.com, listen to the latest audio version there, buy a Kindle version for 99 cents, or buy the latest print version from Amazon at a reasonable cost. And then give an Amazon review. If you buy the Kindle, it should update to the latest version. The book received a major rewrite at version 1.20, so print versions prior to that are outdated. What is relational intelligence and why you want it? My story. Quote. The true test of your spiritual success is the happiness of the people around you, Rudy, Swami Rudrananda. How I finally got a life, after 40 years of trying. Relational intelligence, also known as emotional EQ, is not something that has come easily to me. I was, in fact, beyond clueless when I began. I have been obsessed with human relationships my whole life, and have struggled mightily over them. My characterology is an unusual one. Asperger's, which is a form of autism, bipolar 2, mental health challenged, bioenergetic character structure called schizoid, this has no relationship to schizophrenia, it's one of five core personality typologies within Wilhelm Reich's system, and died in the Wool Enneagram type 4, the individualist type. My genetics and my characterology do not predispose me to having as many wonderful friends and lovers as a man can hope for, to becoming a recognized author and thought leader in the field of relational intelligence, and to being hired to lead and facilitate important and lucrative culture change projects in the crypto space. And yet, all this has happened, and more. I sometimes think of myself as an idiot savant. However, that phrase does have savant in it. Carl Jung writes, in his masterpiece, Memories, Dreams, Reflections. Much might have been different if I had been different. But it was as it had to be, because all came about because I am as I am. From my perspective, my becoming a relational leader, which is a person who has relational intelligence and who successfully takes it into the world in the service of fun, connection, and social-slash-political transformation, my becoming a successful relational leader is astonishing. Mind-boggling. And yet it happened. 
Do you struggle with relationships? Do you feel lonely and or horny more often than you would like? Are there people in your environment, maybe your spouse, your children, your parents or your boss, who sometimes infuriate you, fail to see you or understand you, and whom you judge to be, at times, blind, stupid, incompetent, selfish, unconscious, arrogant or unloving? My guess is that your answer to that question is yes. Do I struggle with relationships? Of course I do. It's not like my days are now filled with constant boundless joy and energy, that my bank account exceeds seven figures, or that the hot women are banging on my door, day and night. I can't say that I'm never lonely or horny anymore. But something has happened to me. I am happy all the time. Within the limits of my characterology, of course. I am as I am, young. And it's really okay, that I am as I am. It's not just okay, it is spectacular. Something has happened to me which has ended what I call the 40-year war against myself and against the world, trying to make a buck and get a little love, mostly unsuccessfully. A root change in perspective around myself and my relationship to the world. This root change in perspective has, by some mysterious alchemical transformation, maybe divine intervention, who knows, caused me to start winning everywhere I show up. In business, in money, in relationship and community building, in authentic relating leadership, in lifestyle upgrades and in new adventures. Some people might call this change self-love. Or maybe self-esteem. For sure, I have acquired some measure of self-love. But I don't like that term. Why? Because it implies that you can wake up one morning with a good idea, let's self-love Marco. Yeehaw! and your life will be transformed. It doesn't work like that. We gain relational intelligence, and self-love which is a component of that, from other people. Most people gain relational intelligence through a long, hard, painful process of relational stupidity, at least, that was true in my case, and through the school of hard knocks. Quote. Good judgment comes from experience. And experience comes from bad judgment, Will Rogers. I wrote this book because I want to shortcut that journey for you, as much as possible. I believe that this idiot savant has uncovered and decoded fundamental models, communication patterns, needs and desires in human relationships which are conceptually quite simple, while remaining infinitely complex in execution. Models and patterns which, given good intention, a little luck, and some basic common sense and humility, any person can exercise with results as spectacular as the results that I am currently generating. Furthermore, I am not alone in having gained these insights. I am part of a large, vibrant community of practice, the global authentic relating and circling community, which, I would imagine, would be in agreement with almost everything I say in this book. A very rich and very diverse community who have discovered a way of being and a way of communicating which has irrevocably changed their lives and also positively impacted the lives of countless people around them, be they family, friends, business associates, or strangers on an airplane. Me, and all of us in the global authentic relating and circling community, want you to join us. I want to share more of my story. This longer story may or may not be of interest to you. As I have already said, my story and my characterology is an unusual one, and it may not be relevant to you. If you are in a hurry, are already sold on the idea of the acquisition of relational intelligence, 
and want to get to business right away, then fast forward to the section below how to read this book and then move on to part 1 of this book, The Relational Wealth Blueprint. You won't lose anything important or essential by doing that. However, I do love stories, mine and others. I think it would be fair to say that human beings are, for better or for worse, their stories. For better because human stories are endlessly fascinating to me, and the telling of them is, from my perspective, the most healing thing that anybody can do. Especially when we can find people able and willing to listen to us. For worse because our stories are frequently full of errors of perspective, what I call self-referential perspectives, judgments towards ourselves and others which have no reality whatsoever, failures of empathy, in addition to the mostly unconscious hurt, anger, pain, loneliness and trauma from which virtually all of us suffer from. We tend to blame our circumstances for all this. Our parents, our genes, our politicians, our corporations, the patriarchy. And we are absolutely right in our blaming, these people and the culture did not show up for us. They truly did fuck us over, either deliberately or through ignorance and neglect. All this is true, and yet it sidesteps the fundamental question. What are you going to do about it which is going to be effective? How can you become part of the solution, rather than the problem? That is the topic of this book. On with my story. In case you are interested in it. My story. From 2016 to 2021. In 2016, at the age of 56, I discovered the authentic relating and circling movement through the now-defunct Integral Center in Boulder, Colorado. This occurred after 30 years of seeking, of throwing myself headfirst into every type of psychotherapy, religion, self-help psychology, large group awareness training, LGAT, new religious movement, NRM, and intentional community, IC, that I could find and which my resources allowed. I experienced many more failures than successes in those 30 years. In 2016 I was not a happy person, and I was a far greater dick even than I am today, which is no small statement. Let's be blunt. I was desperate. It became immediately apparent to me that what was happening then in Boulder, and around the world in a number of places, San Francisco, Austin, Texas, New York City, Amsterdam etc., was historically significant, the emergence of a developmental practice and community, what I call an experimental community of love and action, which was powerful and profound. What made the movement even more compelling, is that it was, for the most part, open source, i.e. not a proprietary or trademarked brand, or controlled from the top, relatively inexpensive, and widely available including online, online circling works exceedingly well. It was also, at times, a shit show, as you would expect. You cannot live in the light until you have experienced the darkness in yourself, and realize that the purpose of relationship is to mirror you in both your light and your darkness. I was looking for a developmental practice that understood this, that understood that we discover ourselves through the eyes of others. Circling is also sometimes referred to as a relational meditation, and as many important teachers have realized, Patricia Albra, Carter Phipps, Arjuna Arda, and others, the classical forms of enlightenment are too slow. Our solo meditation in our mountain retreat may no longer satisfy. Plus, given the state of the world, we don't have time for that anymore, if we ever did. Circling looked to me as the ticket. 
I launched myself into the movement with the intensity and ferocity of a man who was drowning. Through late 2016 and all of 2017 I circled online every day, sometimes twice a day, on the Circle Anywhere platform, which remains the largest, and arguably still the best, online circling platform. I also, in a bold move, started my own group. I invited some friends to a weekly circle and led it. It ran for a year and it was phenomenal, which I attribute more to my good taste in choosing my friends than to my skill. I was still pretty green and authentic relating, despite my prior 30 years of psychological work. This is a practice that I have continued. I am in a weekly men's group that I formed four years ago, with many of the original people, and it continues to deepen. This by the way is the highest leverage action step that you can take from reading this book. Invite your friends, or business associates, into a weekly authentic relating circle. This book will tell you how to do that and make it fun and transformational for everyone. In late 2017, in yet another bold move that generated considerable pushback from the community, I wrote the Circling and Authentic Relating Practice Guide. In terms of pushback, recall what I said earlier shitshow, or to quote Sarah Ness, in the movement we fight like family. The Circling Guide was in the end well received with excellent reviews, became the most popular book on the circling practice, and made me a very minor celebrity in the ace slasher movement, but it did not have the impact or reach that I had hoped for within the movement, let alone in the wider world. In all fairness, I have to say that you cannot learn circling from a book, you have to practice. I did not learn circling from a book. I kept going however, muddled through life for four more years, kept learning and growing, had some great successes in leadership and equally great failures, Recovering Asshole became my trademark and published a significant update to the Circling Guide in February 2021. That project is now complete and no updates are planned, at least for a while. This book came from a desire to write something with a larger scope and which would be of interest to people outside of the authentic relating, or a slash R, movement. What follows here is the new story, the one that is not included in the Circling Guide. From the fall of 2021 to now. In the spring of that same year, 2021, I moved to a commune in Wyoming which turned out to be a left-wing political cult, but they utterly transformed my life. Especially starting in the fall of 2021 when I joined the Level Up, which is Circle Anywhere's high-level circling training program, and one of the best such offers in the world, almost exactly a year ago as I write this, began the most extraordinary year of my life. A whole series of events occurred, some related to the commune, they heavily traumatized me, time after time, and I for sure inflicted my share of trauma on them, some events related to the level up, and others pure serendipity. After nearly a decade of my journey through the wilderness, of losing in almost everything that I tried, that story partially told in my third book, the memoir broke, single, crazy and old. The Redemption of a Sex and Love Addict, published in May of 2022. After close to 10 years of back-to-back -back business and relational failures, I started winning everywhere. I could not understand what had happened, but I could not deny the reality of it. The loneliness of living in the commune was intense and unrelenting, but I could not deny the transformation. I started referring to it, no doubt grandiosely, as intense karmic flow or transformation at the speed of light. Fundamentally, it was my experience of living in this dysfunctional commune, along with other engagements such as the Level Up and Serendipitous events, 
I cannot establish causality here, but it was the experience of living in the commune that transformed me. Maybe I would have transformed anyway, maybe the commune had nothing to do with it. But I don't think so. Those radical queer communists and anarchists gave me my life. The essence of that transformation was the two takeaways which are central to this book. First, trauma is good for you, and second, own your characterology. I also got clear on the dynamics of cult psychology, which I realized is the fundamental problem of the modern world, both 20th and 21st centuries, in which most people are unconscious of. It is quite difficult to have any kind of lasting positive impact on the world, until you realize that almost all of us are either unconscious victims of cult psychology, perpetrators, or both. Just to say for now, you can't do anything about cult psychology until you become aware of it, and to become aware of it you must acquire relational intelligence. And I believe that the go-to practice, the living laboratory of love, for the acquisition of relational intelligence is circling within the authentic relating tradition. I unpack the problem of cult psychology, and what you can do about it, in Chapter X. Note that I am not saying, although part of me wants to, the cultish part, that circling within the authentic relating tradition is the one, essential practice. The one true religion, as I joke, that's from Hernán Cortés and the jokes on me, which I don't mind. If I said that circling is the essential practice to the acquisition of relational intelligence, it would be so obvious that I am perpetrating cult psychology that you would put this book down immediately, unless you happen to already be inside the cult. It would also be wrong, as circling sits within a large family of teachings and practices which can be referred to collectively as we space, many of them being older than circling, to name just a few, Teilhard de Chardin, collective presencing and non-violent communication. There is an annotated list of these in Chapter X. I will say however, at the risk of being cultish, that I view circling as one of the most powerful, the most popular, and the most accessible of these practices. Between all the different A-slasher organizations, there are at least 20 online groups daily, and probably many more on the ground. Some of them are even free, or donation. Nonviolent communication is maybe 5 or 10 times more popular than circling. So try out NVC if it feels right. But if you want to do circling within the authentic relating tradition, there are, practically speaking, unlimited opportunities. Oof, it is said. I will own that as my bias. Don't believe anything I say here. But if I failed to say it, I would be out of integrity with myself. It starts with self-knowledge. Owning your characterology is the same as self-knowledge. Specifically, the kind of deep self-knowledge that you can only get from deep mirroring by other people and through the school of hard knocks. Reading books, including this one, won't do it. Meditating won't do it, if that is all you do. Becoming successful in business and making a lot of money won't do it. Participating in ayahuasca ceremonies won't do it. Without self-knowledge it's not possible to be an effective friend, parent, or lover. Without true self-knowledge, which includes self-acceptance and self-compassion, you still may, if you are lucky, become successful, but you won't be happy. We get self-knowledge and learn compassion from other people, for the most part. I say for the most part because this is not strictly true, meaning that any and all circumstances in our lives, especially the hard ones, teach us who we are and how to love. 
However, most people have it all wrong where development is concerned. They believe that becoming successful, accomplished, or spiritually awakened will bring them happiness and relational wealth. The truth is the opposite. Success, wisdom, and spiritual depth usually come automatically from emotional development, also known as relational intelligence or emotional EQ. Other people are, and always have been, our greatest teachers. Learn how to get along with them, especially the idiots and assholes of the world, of which you may be one, and they will teach you. Furthermore, emotional development is fairly easily measured. Most people will like you and want to hang out with you. You will have as many quality friends and lovers as you want, or can handle. Your popularity is not a 100% accurate metric of emotional EQ, because other areas are important such as the quality of your internal dialogue and the depth of those connections, but how well you show up for people and how they respond to you is still a valuable measure, which makes the job of increasing your relational intelligence easier, because you will get immediate feedback. Other areas of development, such as spiritual power and maturity, are much more difficult or even impossible to measure. Financial wealth has no correlation at all with emotional development, and may even have a negative correlation. Until you know who you are, your secret-slash-unconscious motivations, what you can and cannot bring to the table in business, in relationship, in parenting, in community, in sex, you will not have access to authentic happiness and power, because you will not be able to fulfill yours and others' fundamental human needs. More about the fundamental human needs in the following chapters. Without this self-knowledge, your journey to happiness and power will be a bumpy ride, at best. But this is true for everyone. There is good news and bad news here. The bad news is that it is very probable you will be dealing with the same fundamental characterology issues and unconsciousness around them your whole life. The world will continue to hammer you, to mirror back to you your developmental gaps, your unconsciousness, unkindness, lack of empathy, arrogance, laziness, and stupidity. You will probably never be completely finished with your humbling. I like to quote Richard Rohr on this. I pray for a daily humiliation. Doesn't have to be a big one. LOL. The good news, dare I say, the incredible news, is that there will come a point where this will start to become fun. Your numbers will, as they say in business, move out of the red and into the black. There will come a point where you will move through your own developmental trauma so quickly that you will laugh at the complete idiot that you were five minutes ago, at all the shit stories you made up about so-and-so which turned out to have no reality whatsoever, and you will shake your head in awe and disbelief at the even greater idiot, or wimp, or doormat, or lazy, complacent or willfully blind, person that you were one year ago, or even a few short months ago before you realize the true state of affairs in this situation that had you down and hopeless for so long, and took the obvious, in retrospect, action. You will begin to experience for yourself transformation at the speed of light. You will naturally, inevitably, and without even trying, just because you want to, become a purveyor of the thing that everybody wants, and many want desperately. Authentic connection, love and caring, being seen and understood for who we really are. Everyone will want a piece of you, which if you think about it, is one of those good problems to have. You will become, in short, a beginning student, to quote the Zen master, of the most powerful and valuable skill in the world. Relational Intelligence It is highly probable that this skill will be monetizable by you, 
but even if not, there is no loss as your happiness will be as assured as any mortal human being can hope for, as you pursue the difficult karmic path which you know you must follow, and which, if you are wise, you know it's of no value to resist. This is the promise of relational leadership, or relational intelligence. Moving forward. How to read this book. This book suffers from my own perspectival limitations. This is why I have offered this book to crowdsourcing. I am keenly aware of my perspectival limitations, of how wounded I am in my understanding of love, Khalil Gibran. I, and all of us here in the authoring and editorial team, will make it better as the years go on. Hopefully, I will gain empathy about other people's characterologies, understand better how these characterologies interact with the world, and write about it in a way that makes you feel that I am speaking directly to you. Even so, I would like to believe that the fundamental model and patterns that I and my co-authors will be describing, have universal validity. Decide for yourself if you agree, and if you don't, let my ideas clarify and enlighten how you see things differently, how you want to live your life differently than the way I do. I celebrate you in that, my brother or sister. In full disclosure, I was afraid of leading with this, but now that you have read this far I can say it, this book is both a practical how-to manual into the higher levels of authentic relating, what I left out of the circling guide, in a cosmology, or a worldview. I hope you will find the cosmology interesting and that it will inform your practice. But if not, dump the cosmology and just do the practice. The practice is how you can win in relationships. How you can make people want to be your friend and desire to hang out with you, while being authentically you. How you can really show up for other people in a way that changes lives. How you can inject a little love into the sad, sorry world, and stay sane in the face of the madness. Part 1. The Relational Wealth Blueprint. Circling, Authentic Relating and Effective Emotional Communication. Part 1 of this book is your Authentic Relating Bootcamp. I will be presenting, as concisely as I can, what you need to know both conceptually and practically to engage the movement in the practice. Specifically, Chapter 1 is your first orientation to circling within the authentic relating tradition. It describes the practice from a high level, or conceptual, perspective. The goals, the logistics, and reasons that you would want to do it. I close that chapter with a practical exercise called the Minimum Viable Circle which you can try immediately with a friend or loved one. In Chapter 2, we unpack and critique nonviolent communication through an actual case study, a compare and contrast of authentic relating and circling. You will find understanding NVC to be very powerful in doing circling and authentic relating. In Chapter 3, we take a wider, more comprehensive dive into the authentic relating movement. The history, ways you can engage, the reason it works, why it is so powerful, the various practices, etc. Chapter 4 will explain the two fundamental human needs and how you can be and communicate in a way that meets these needs in the people around you, leading you to relational wealth. We also cover the masculine and feminine poles of love, how this relates to circling, the impact of large-scale developmental trauma, and the powerful practice of withholds. Chapter 5 covers attitudes and communication patterns, including many examples of what to do and say in groups, which you can use to circle well and have fun with it. Those five chapters will give you the required foundation to beginning your journey to becoming a competent relational leader. The rest is just practice.
some people will get it immediately, others, like me, will take years or even decades. It's all good. Don't judge yourself. Part 2 describes the cultural context of the work. It is very important to understand the cultural context of your work in relational leadership because you cannot expect instant success here. Do not imagine that everyone will respond well to your attempts at authentic relating, which may be initially clumsy, love you to pieces, or hail you as a savior. Indeed, you will probably get quite intense pushback from certain people, especially your family. I will speak in Chapter X about the thorny problem of bringing a slasher into your family, if you even want to try, which is ambitious. The problem of doing authentic relating on the street is complex. The reasons for this relate to the challenge of being authentic and loving in an emotionally illiterate culture, the all-pervasiveness of developmental trauma and the resulting immature compensation, cult psychology. We'll get into this, and what you can do about it, in Part 2 of this book. Part 3 We return to practical problems and effective emotional communication. In part 3 we revisit different aspects and practices for effective relational leadership and emotional communication. We cover other important topics, such as how to deal with your family, which will guide your practice and help you deal with the inevitable difficulties and roadblocks. Part 3 is essentially the follow-up to part 1, as, recall, part 1 is the summary, Cliff's notes or what I call the minimal viable story you need to know to be effective. I will be giving you lots of examples of the kinds of personal transformations that happen through this practice. I won't be able to cover all the potential roadblocks on your journey to relational wealth and from their happiness and power, but hopefully this will be helpful.